I struggled all through school, all through school. The last time I took an English class, I got a fail. And my English teacher said, Lisa, you have to be the weakest writer that I've ever met in my entire life. I recommend you get a desk job and you never speak in public. I look at my life and for 18 years, I wouldn't touch a microphone. I wouldn't do anything near speaking. As much as I love speaking, I was afraid, say afraid, I was afraid of being judged. And this conversation today is about confronting your fear, confronting your fear. And I remember for years I wouldn't speak. People would say, God, you should be a speaker. I said, no, 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 no. My teacher told me, my teacher said I shouldn't speak in public. And he's a speech teacher. He knows better. And so I got a job in accounting. I was horrible at it. I was in, I was in collections. I, I want to be liked too much to be in collections. Like my ultimate goal is that people love me. So I'm in collections. I'm calling people, telling them they have to pay. They're telling me that they can't pay. My child is in college, I can't pay. And I go, oh, okay. Well, you know what? Since you can't pay, and I know you can't pay because I believe that story is a good story. I'm gonna do you a favor. I'm not only gonna zero your balance out, I'm gonna take you off the list. So my supervisor calls me into the office and she said, Lisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was about 23. I said, I, th I thought it was a test of my commitment to the company. I said, I want to be the best accounts receivable manager ever. And I, I swear I saw her cringe. And she said, mm, I don't know. She says, I give you a list of 120 people to call. And when I get it back, there's like 89. I don't know what's happening. I said, oh, don't worry. I'm doing you a favor. I'm taking off everyone who can't pay. She says, people are asking for you when they call. I said, I aim to please. Yes, yes. She said, this is a collection company. They shouldn't be asking for you. She said, I have to release you to find your dream. I said, release me to find my dream. Do I, do I clock in tomorrow and look for it here? She said, no. And so I got fired. 22 years later, I walk out on stage in front of 3,300 women. And this woman, when my sizzle reel was playing me on Oprah Larry King, this woman's in the, in the front row and she's crying. And all while I'm speaking, all while I'm speaking, she's crying. And I go, you know, I can, I can bring up a few tears, but I, I'm like, haven't even gotten started yet. <laughs> she's crying. I don't know. So then afterwards, I'm signing autographs, about 280 people in line, I'm signing autographs, and she's crying the entire time. And after about 70 autographs, I go over to her and I said, excuse me, ma'am, you've been crying for like two and a half hours. Why are you crying? She said, because 22 years ago, I released you to find your dream, and you found it. That was the same woman who fired me. Yes, yes? Let me tell you something. Some of your fears come out of something someone said about you. Some of your best motivation came wrapped in sandpaper. Some of your best motivation didn't come wrapped in love and, and came with warm cookies and milk. It came wrapped in sandpaper. It came wrapped in thorns. It came wrapped in that divorce. It came wrapped in a loss of a loved one. It came wrapped in something that didn't work. Some of your best motivation that you needed, some of the best lessons that you need to learn came wrapped in sandpaper. Yes, yes? Yes, yes? yes, yes.
Your job is to take the information, to take the lesson and to take the opportunity and use it to fuel you, not make you afraid. In climbing over my fears, in climbing over my, my discouragement, in climbing over my issues, in that I'm perfect for you. And so there's not one thing you can be afraid of that doesn't make you perfect for us. Not one thing. Not one thing you can go through. Not one thing you can come through. Not one thing you can be on your way to that doesn't make you perfect. Say perfect. Say perfect. perfect. To do that thing that you've been designed to do. To say that thing you've been designed to say. To bring that experience that you've been called to bring. You are perfect. Say perfect. perfect. In your imperfection. Say imperfection. imperfection. When you become perfect, really, we no longer can relate to you. So are you willing to go to the edge and hold fear in one hand and passion in the other and leap. I want you to repeat after me, but I want you to understand that these are not my words, these are your words. I was just asked to bring them to you so you can say them to yourself. I stand here in my greatness. I own my light. I own my brilliance. I am bold. I am courageous. I'm perfect in my imperfection. This is my time. This is my time. I'm bright enough. I'm old enough. I'm young enough. I've experienced enough. I'm wise enough. I understand that I am enough. There I was. Between 2016 and 2017, a friend of mine at that time, he approached me and said, um, I won't be able to attend the meeting. I'm going to actually go to this Toastmaster speaking. And I said, well, what is Toastmaster? He goes into a long, <laughs> dried out conversation about the fun that he's having at Toastmaster and how he's learning how to be more comfortable in public speaking and the ability to create a, let's say, content in a way of understanding his audience and being able to pull from his past. I said, wow, that's amazing. When do they normally meet? He said, well, normally sometimes they'll meet at lunch, but right now they're having a meeting. He said, you know what? Won't you just come with me? He said, last time I won this certificate and man, you know, so I was like, wow, they hand out certificates. He's like, yeah, whoever wins, you know, they, everyone, you know, does a speech. I was like, I don't have no speech or anything written. So I'll just go just to listen, just to be observant and, you know, just sit in if they don't mind me sitting. He's like, no, they, they always welcome that. So I go to this this meeting uh, that they first started off talking about, you know, speaking and watching for your ums and ahs and things like that. And they had a thing, a little clicker. I still hear that clicker in my head to, to this day where people were speaking. And when you were speaking, if you said um or I, they would click it and then they will do a count. But then they made it really even more challenging is where. They took all of these different topics and put it into a pile. And then before you before you got up to speak, that's when you got the topic. And so 
I'm sitting there and I'm watching everybody. I was like, oh, this is this is amazing. You know, there are some really good speakers in here. There's, you know, or are in the process. I said, man, I would love to do something like I, I've always been infatuated and always been obsessed with the ability of words. I've always been encouraged with the ability to be able to take a story and translate it into something that's so relatable and reliable that people can use it as power to go on. So I'm I'm sitting there, sitting there going listening. And they said, did any any of the guests want to speak? And you know, of course none of the guests is going to speak up because what did they one of the things which I'm I push against, they say one of the number one fears is public speaking. But for me, I never had a problem with public speaking as far as being a fear or scared. I was just like, I was more about being judged. It wasn't a fear that getting up there because for me, I've always, for some odd reason, I've just always been the one where I would jump up and say things. And sometimes it made people feel uncomfortable. And I of course, over time, I've learned to control that in a way of not making people feel that way, but understanding under um, being able to read my environment much better. And so they said, OK, since no none of the guests are going to to volunteer, we're going to volunteer you guys today. And so the people in the room, we're all look, <laughs> we're looking at each other, the guests. So there's like, who's up first? All right, Ed, you're going first. And I'm like huh so i step up to the mic and we're on a as a podium they hand me what i'm going to talk about and i'm looking down it's like one of those big long tables and i'm looking and it's i mean it's it's some people in there and i don't know what happened at that time and in that moment but my gift of being able to just I just felt comfortable, like in an uncomfortable situation. And I'll tell you guys that all the time, family, it's going to be a lot of times where you're going to be in situations where you're not comfortable. And, and, and that is when you're going to really get your best stuff. And so I was extremely uncomfortable. It wasn't the point of speaking. It was the point of, I didn't understand the do's and don'ts and I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And these guys have been, so I start creating all of these reasons why not, but it, it, it didn't matter anymore. It was on me. You got 10 minutes go. And I went in and I felt, and I talked and I talked and I, I illustrated and I put points together. And after I finished the, after after I wrapped up my, my talking points, I, I got pulled to after the class. I mean, well, after the meeting um, and I won the ribbon, by the way, they uh, someone pulled me to the side and they were like, do you do this for a living or as far as besides of your day work? And I was like, no, I was like, they was like, did you write any of this out and prepare? I was like, no, I said for me all my life. I've had a message in me for me all my life. I wanted to be able to speak for me. I was nervous because I was told that I didn't have the opportunity to because of of I didn't understand the grammars and the writing. So I just moved away from it. But anytime there was an opportunity to be able to to listen to a speech or to retain the information I was doing it. So for me, all I was doing was modeling the structure of what I've heard and what I seen, but the content was mine myself. And they were amazed. And they're like, are you coming back next week? And I was like, 
possibly or whatever. So I, w- I walk away and my friend comes up to me later on after I leave. And he was like, dude, I didn't know you can do that. And I was like, me neither. I said, I, I wasn't, it wasn't a fact that I wasn't confident in what I was saying. It was the fact that I allowed the distractions of other people and how people can tell you what you're not. And wait a minute. We'll, I'll keep you posted on that. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up, as always. Thank you for joining this movement. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation, with a standing foundation of self-discipline. I am your respectful host, E. For all you smarter and intelligent folks out there, listen, that just simply means Ed. Now, you know the model, the slogan, what we live by, what we stand on here. Bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. A quote that's resonating with us here by Bob Marley is, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. If living means doing what you love to do, even if you have to fall to get back up. As you know what we do here on this show, family, we ask one challenging question and then two thought provoking statements. First challenging question, I challenge you this family. This is very important today, family. Who and I do mean who told you you shouldn't be? You fill in the blank again. Who told you you shouldn't be? You fill in the blank. First thought provoking statement released to find your dreams. You know, that was inspired by Lisa Nichols. If you didn't know who that speaker was, amazing uh, sister again, released to find your dream. And then the last and final thought provoking statement, the latter. The latter. Today's episode is entitled On the Other Side of Fear, Being Perfect in Your Imperfections. Again, on the other side of fear, being perfect in your imperfection. And remember, you are enough. Let's jump into today's show. So, family, as I was stating earlier, as we started, kick this show off. You have to understand that when I shared that story with you about speaking and things of that nature of of everything that consists of that when you want to speak and be a speaker, you will be you will you can find yourself in a position where you can get caught up in and trying to emulate instead of being inspired and modeled by what you see out there or there's so many techniques or tactics and strategies of what they tell you of how to be a speaker and you can get lost in the 
afraid of even getting started. See, that's why I asked you that question. Who told you you shouldn't be? Because and, and I ask you to fill in the blank because a lot of times we'll say, you know, I would love to be a stay at home mom or a stay at home father, or I would like to really build my side hustle or matter of fact, I want to be a writer. And then you'll have people, I call it the peanut gallery. You may have heard that before that, that phrase where they'll sit on the sideline and tell you everything you can't or you couldn't be. And because of that, you start to believe them when you try to write you a blog and you have so many grammar errors or you try to write a book and then you have so many grammar mistakes. Matter of fact, you made a decision that, you know what, I want to homeschool my kids. I want to be there for my kids because I wasn't there. My, my mother wasn't there when I was growing up. So I'm going to do that. And I have a good situation with my husband that I want to be able to stay at home. So I'm going to stay at home. And you have people asking you, why would you do that? Why would you put all that pressure on your husband? Or why would so you have people in, as my mama would say, your business. You see how I did that? Your business. See, family, you have to understand when you make a decision on something you're interested in and you and, and you choose to do, you may have to do it quietly. See, when I started this show, I, I, I'm I still moving real quiet. I, matter of fact, I'll put it to you a better way. I like how Tyler Perry put it, that God hides you sometimes while you're in work. Maybe I paraphrase that a little bit, but see, reason why I love that is, is that sometimes you got to be hidden. And when you're hidden, that gives you time to work. Right now, I am working on my craft. Right now, I am learning how do I build a family of people that really want more out of life than what they had or what they're seeing. Because when you get to that point and you get a community, we can push each other to be better because I know I am far from perfect. And and since I'm not perfect, that's why I want to work with imperfect people. You see, imperfect people, what I love about them is they got some scratches. They got some bruises. They got some marks because life has not always been fair. Life has had them misguided, misdirected. Life has had people in relationships you thought you may be in forever or relationships with friends that you thought you would keep or even family members. They've seen things happen that maybe the average eye haven't seen. See, I want those people, you know those people, the people that's been rejected, that's been put aside, that been made more of a a la carte or I should say more of a, a, a side than actual the main dish I love those people see those people are the ones I resonate because I am from the bottom what do you mean ED everybody says I'm from the bottom now I'm going to the top see when I say I'm from the bottom I am someone that was always searching and searching and then applying and then searching again of of wanting to be the best version of me knowing I'm going to fail repeatedly, but I'm going to get up. Hold on. Let me stop there for a minute. Recently, I was watching my 600 pound reason why I love watching this show is because there is a true distinction between what that person is going through as the same way as when someone is chasing their goals. See, I was watching an episode and normally this is like an hour long. I know you, you're probably judging me, but I love it. Please sit down and, and listen to what I'm saying here. I was watching it. And what I loved about it is, is the fact that 
they would the the patient would come in and the doctor would prescribe a particular diet. They will also say, hey, I need you to do some physical activity. I'll see you. Oh, and then he would set a goal. He would say, "Okay, this is what I need. I need you to lose 50 pounds in two months. And the patient so encouraged and excited, they would say, "Okay, I can do it. But wait. The doctor asked before he prescribes all of this, you know, the workout and uh, the what they should eat as far as food. And the doctor asked, why do you want to do this? And the number one question, I mean, the number one response, I shouldn't say the number one, but the one that resonated with me, I would always hear them say, well, I don't want to die. I'm 600 some odd pounds or I'm 500 and some odd pounds and I can't even get up and walk to the bathroom or I can't go outside and play with my kids or my grandkids. I can't even go out in public because of how I feel inside and I feel like everyone is staring at me like I'm a sideshow. So the reason why that I want to make this change is because of the fact I am number one, I don't want to die when I have so much life to live where the doctor says okay here you go this is what you're going to need to do you're going to need to do this you're going to get you're going to have to stay under these amount of calories so here's the diet you're going to need to exercise and also matter of fact we want to make sure you're successful you're also going to need some psychotherapy. What that means is basically we need to get to the root. See, family, a lot of times we kind of skirt over the root and we keep building on top of the surface and building on top of the surface and building on the top of the surface, but it's not helping us. See, family, you got to get to the root. So the the patient goes through the psychotherapy and 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 then you you'll find out there may have been some family trauma or there may have been some trauma where somebody told them they couldn't do something. So they just gave up. And what they did was instead of how some people may turn to alcohol or drugs, they turn to food as their leverage. And so when they do that, what ends up happening, if you're not moving, making any movement as far as exercising and you're eating all the wrong things and you're eating big portions, well, over time, you start to 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 get bigger and bigger. But what I noticed, though, family, is, is that when they would come back and they didn't lose the weight that the doctor prescribed, the first thing that they would do is say, and it, it tickled me, too, because I, I would fall out laughing because I'm like, and, and you can tell if they've been losing weight because when they come back, you can say, oh, wow, yeah, they did really do the work. But the first thing they would say is, I worked really hard. I really made a lot of sacrifices, but it's, it wasn't reflected in. And the weight that they were losing, it wasn't reflected in their attitude. It wasn't reflected in what they said, what they told the doctor that they wanted. See, reason why people do what they do to us is, is that that we don't. And it's not about making them a believer. Let's be clear. It's not about making them on our side. What is it about is is that self-confidence and that self-discipline and knowing that I know the reason why I want this. The reason why I want this is bigger than 
any man or woman, bigger than anything that you can ever think. My why for the reason why I want to do this is not just, it doesn't just sound cute. You should look at my actions. You should look at how I'm executing. And at then and only then that I know I can get your buy-in and your belief. So family, what I'm saying that of using that analogy is, is that when you say you want something, you will have people telling you you shouldn't do it even if it's going to help them. And that's why I always, that's why I talk about at the beginning of the show as an opening, I always say self-discipline. I may even put self-love and self-confidence because you have, you have to start with self, with I, 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 I. And I say that not in a more, not in an arrogant way, because I love what 50 said, 50 said, he said, I'm going to have to, in, in so many words, he had to run on his own confidence until he can get other people to believe that. But people mistake his confidence for arrogance and people are going to do that to you, family. Oh, she thinks she good because she can just she can work from home or she can just be a stay at home. Oh, he think he good just because he got him a little degree or he think he good because he got a little side hustle that working or a little entrepreneur thing. He think he he's the next entrepreneur person in the family. Who does he think he is? See, all of that family is fuel, You but you need to learn how to use that fuel properly. See, I had to learn how to use that fuel properly. I love it when they do that to me because I get excited. I'm like, ooh, you know you done messed up, right? You know you done messed up because for me, you know, it, it allows me to take that information and say, this is what I'm going to do. When they looked at a young uh, basketball player, uh, Trey Young, and I was just watching a video, amazing video, and they were they, they said everything that he wasn't. Oh, he's too small. Oh, he hasn't won anything. Oh, he hasn't even been to the playoff. Oh, you know, they why would you trade for him? And oh, he won't be able to do anything. Oh, he's compared to this player. And then he comes out and he said he was in an interview and they asked and they, the lady asked him, the interviewer asked her and said, he said, so, you know, when people are saying certain things, how do you combat that? He says, I take mental and physical screenshots. Ooh, I like that. He said, I take mental and physical screen screenshots. Let me unpack that. So what he's saying is mentally, I take a screenshot, say, yeah, I remember when you said that I couldn't be that entrepreneur. I remember when you said that I wasn't going to be anything, that I was going to be dead or locked up. He, he took a, he took a mental screenshot and then he took a physical screenshot of people tweeting or, 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 or videos or anything like that. Because sometimes family, you, you, you won't be able to run on, on, on your own fuel you're gonna need a little pick me up as I'll call it a little five hour energy as I like to say because that energy you have to but but be careful when you're using that you don't want to also use that but you just need that to give you that extra push when you don't feel like taking that you know getting on that exercise bike or getting on that treadmill to do some cardio you need that push family so don't run from it embrace it and love it and know that it's meant there for a reason. See, that's why I love what Lisa was talking about, that ladder. See, the ladder is an opportunity for you to climb up your climb up that ladder of the frustrations of people who have discarded you, have have gotten rid of you mentally and <laughs> mentally of saying he's not gonna be anything, she's not gonna be anything. They don't want anything to do with their life. See, you have to be able to leverage that. But again, like I said, when you're climbing up that ladder, make sure you bring somebody with you 
also when you're looking down don't 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 be like how they treated you but also don't be a doormat or a sucker because the sucker is a lollipop what i'm explaining to you family is is that sometimes you're gonna have to run on your own belief your own self-confidence your own trust on what you're doing and, and trust it so much that it doesn't matter what anyone says because you know that this is a decision that you made that's why I say you know family when when you're going after your dream and and you made a decision this is you what you want to do and you may find out family during your destination that you may get detoured into another destination. You may find out that, hey, you know what? I really enjoy doing this, but wow, this over here interested me. Let me go check it out. Because if you don't do that and you allow someone to box you in and you allow the distractions of what people themselves are not doing will get in the way of your destiny, will get in the way of what you've been born and built to do. And you don't know none of those things unless you are willing to go out and experiment. I always talk about experiment, 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 run tests, see if you love it. And, and you'll know, you'll know if it's like, nah, I'm not really feeling this. If you can get up at three, two, four, five o'clock in the morning, maybe three to four hours before your shift and get up and, and do the thing that you, that sparked your interest, you know, because ain't nobody crazy enough to get up that early in the morning. Everybody else is asleep. Everybody else is just sleeping in. They're not putting towards the work, towards the craft or the thing that they said that they wanted. Just like I gave you when we were talking about the 600 pound, um, my 600 pound. Yes, they 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 may want it in their heart. They may really, truly want it. But wanting it and putting towards the commitment that's required and the consistency that's required to go after what you said you don't want as far as the end result of not being able to live longer, then you know it's up to you that you have the power because now you have the resources. You don't have any excuse. Now you, you, you have the opportunity to believe that what has been in your heart and what's been in your mind for a while that, you know what, I'm not going to allow anyone to get in my way. If, if this gets in my way, I'm going to go around it. If I can't go around it, I'll go over top. If I can't do that, I'll go through it. I hope you enjoyed today's show family. I really want to impress and impose upon you. Stop allowing people that may say they have your best interests at heart hold you back from what you are destined and destined to be. I've been your humble host, actually your respectful host, E.D. And this, and I do mean this, has been another Impact Secrets podcast show. Peace.